and welcome to another episode of the Global Storytime Podcast, where every two weeks, I bring you a folktale from a different country or culture so that we can get to know that place or those people better. I'm your host and storyteller, Diane Strand. This week, we're going to Tanzania. I want to start by saying Happy Mother's Day to all the moms who may be listening. And a special note to my mom, Leslie. Thank you for listening to this podcast and all of your support through the years. I love you. The story I'm bringing you this week is the perfect story for today because it is about a woman who becomes a mother, but in a rather unusual way. It is called The Calabash Kids, and it was adapted from a traditional story from the Chaga people, a tribe indigenous to Tanzania. A calabash, if you don't know, is a type of gourd, so somewhat similar to a pumpkin, but definitely different. It grows from trees in tropical areas, like Tanzania, and they can be dried, cut in half, and hollowed out to be used as bowls or jugs. When I lived in Ghana, I used calabashes to drink water and palm wine out of, to eat snacks out of, and I even painted some with some students as a fun art project. At the beginning of the story, we meet a woman named Shindu, who prays to a mountain spirit for help. Can you guess what East African mountain she was looking at during her prayers? It's Mount Kilimanjaro. Mount Kilimanjaro is a dormant volcano that lies on the border of Tanzania and Kenya. It is the tallest mountain in Africa, and it is the tallest freestanding mountain in the world. That means that it is not a part of a mountain range. Instead, it just sits there all by itself with its three volcanic cones at just over 19,000 feet above sea level. Just for a little context for the majority of my listeners who happen to live in the United States, Mount Kilimanjaro is nearly as tall as Mount Denali in Alaska, which is the tallest mountain in North America. Okay, I think we're ready for our story. So cuddle up with your mom or a mom-like person if you can, grab a cup of tea or a stuffy or a blanket, and let's get ready for our journey. Are you ready? Let's go! The Calabash Kids Once there was a woman named Shindu who lived in a village at the foot of a snow-capped mountain. Her husband had died, and she had no children, so she was very lonely. And she was always tired, too, for she had no one to help with the chores. All on her own, she cleaned the hut and yard, tended to the chickens, washed her clothes in the river, carried water, cut firewood, and cooked her solitary meals. At the end of each day, Shindu gazed up at the snowy peak. Great mountain spirit, she would pray. My work is too hard. Please, send me help. One day, Shindu was weeding her small field by the river, where she grew vegetables, bananas, and gourds. Suddenly, a noble chieftain appeared beside her. I am a messenger from the great mountain spirit, he told the astonished woman, and he handed her some gourd seeds. Plant these carefully. They are the answers to your prayers. Just as suddenly as he had arrived, the chieftain vanished. Shindu wondered, 
what help can I get from a handful of seeds? Still, she planted and tended them as carefully as she could. She was amazed at how quickly they grew. In just one week, long vines trailed over the ground and ripe gourds hung from them. Shindu brought the gourds home, sliced off the tops, and scooped out the pulp. Then she laid the gourds on the rafters of her hut to dry. When they hardened, she could sell them at the market as calabashes to be made into bowls and jugs. One of the finest gourds Shindu set by her cooking fire. This one she wanted to use herself, and she hoped it would dry faster. The next morning, Shindu went off again to tend to her field. But meanwhile, back in the hut, the gourds began to change. They sprouted heads, and then arms, and then legs. Soon, they were not gourds at all. They were children. One boy lay by the fire where Shindu had put the fine gourd. The other children called to him from the rafters. Kitete, come help us. We'll work for our mother. Come help us, Kitete, our favorite brother. Kitete helped his brothers and sisters down from the rafters. Then the children ran through the hut and yard singing and playing. All joined in but Kitete. Drying by the fire had made the boy slow in his mind and body. So he just sat there, smiling widely. After a while, the other children started on the chores. They quickly cleaned the hut and yard, fed the chickens, washed the clothes, carried water, cut firewood, and cooked a meal for Shindu to eat when she returned. When the work was done, Kitete helped the others climb back on the rafters. Then they all turned again into gourds. That afternoon, as Shindu returned home, the other women of the village called to her. Who were those children in your yard today? They asked. Where did they come from? Why were they doing your chores? What children? Are you all making fun of me? Said Shindu angrily. But when she reached her hut, she was astounded. <gasps> the work was done, and even her dinner was ready. She could not imagine who had helped her. The same thing happened the next day. As soon as Shindu had gone off, the gourds turned into children and the ones on the rafters called out, Kitete, come help us. We'll work for our mother. Come help us, Kitete, our favorite brother. Then they played for a while, did all the chores, climbed back to the rafters, and turned again into gourds. Once more, Shindu was amazed to see all the work that was done. But this time, she decided to find out who her helpers were. The next morning, Shindu pretended to leave, but she hid beside the door of the hut and peeked in. And so she saw the gourds turn into children and heard the ones on the rafters call out, Kitete, come help us. We'll work for our mother. Come help us, Kitete, our favorite brother. As the children rushed out the door, they nearly ran into Shindu. She was too shocked to speak, and so were the children. But after a moment, they went on with their playing and then with their chores. When they were done, they started to climb back to the rafters. No! No! cried Shindu. You must not change back into gourds. You will be the children I never had, and I will love you and care for you. 
So Shindu kept the children as her own. She was no longer lonely, and the children were so helpful, she soon became rich with many fields of vegetables and bananas and flocks of sheep and goats. That is, all were helpful, except for Kitete, who stayed by the fire with a simple-minded smile. Most of the time, Shindo didn't mind. In fact, Kitete was really her favorite because he was like a sweet baby. But sometimes, when she was tired or unhappy about something else, she would get annoyed at him. You useless child, she would say. Why can't you be smart like your brothers and sisters and work as hard as they do? Kitete would only grin back at her. One day, Shindo was out in the yard cutting vegetables for a stew. As she carried the pot from the bright sunlight into the hut, she tripped over Kitete. She fell and the clay pot shattered. Vegetables and water streamed everywhere. Stupid boy, yelled Shindo. Haven't I told you to stay out of my way? <sighs> but what can I expect? You're not a real child at all. You're nothing but a calabash. The very next moment, she gave a scream. <gasps> Kitete was no longer there, and in his place was a gourd. Oh, what have I done? cried Shindo as the children crowded into the hut. I didn't mean what I said. You're not a calabash. You're my own darling son. Oh, children, please do something. The children looked at each other. Then over each other they climbed, scampering up to the rafters. When the last child had been helped up by Shindu, they called out one last time. Kitete, come help us. We'll work for our mother. Come help us, Kitete, our favorite brother. For a long moment, nothing happened. Then slowly, the gourd began to change. It sprouted a head, and then arms, and then legs. At last, it was not a gourd at all. It was Kitete. Shindu learned her lesson. From then on, she was very careful with what she called her children. And so they gave her comfort and happiness all the rest of her days. The end. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Calabash Kids. And I hope you have people in your life who give you comfort and joy, just like Shindu's Calabash Kids gave her. And that you remember to use kind words whenever anyone, whether they're your family or not, gets on your nerves. Being annoyed or frustrated is bound to happen from time to time, but only we can control our reactions. That is it for this episode. If you want to learn more about Tanzania, its history, culture, and more, make sure you listen to this week's informational episode. It's episode 17B, Let's Learn About Tanzania. You can also follow the pod on Facebook or Instagram at Global Storytime Podcast, where I post maps, photos, and book recommendations for each country or culture that I feature. You can always email me at globalstorytimepodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a moment, please rate or review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people find the show. Thank you for listening. I have been your host and storyteller, Diane Strand. Until next time, bye! Bye.